0: From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I just want to take this opportunity to invite you. You can't go to Patreon and search my name. Won't come up. Some sort of a shadow ban, which I think was personal, but who cares? Go to patreon.com slash NYC. You know what uh, Mayor de Blasio says? You know, and, and really all of them say, hey, you know what? It's great how New Yorkers, they... Uh, uh, they're all, they always come together in a time of crisis and all that. Why do they say that? It isn't true. No, it isn't true. Uh, it <laughs> sets people against each other, doesn't it, Thomas Palladino?
1: Hey, Pat. Yeah, no, it's it's not true at all. And you know, I, I wonder if they think that they're making people feel better, or or if it's just something they have to say. It's just one of those platitudes, like you know, hopes and prayers or or thoughts and prayers, that they, that you just say and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Once you say thoughts and prayers, then you suddenly
0: there's no that's the last time you think about it. That's the last thought you give it. And the last prayer that you even consider thoughts and prayers, you know, in theory.
1: Yeah. In theory. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like with this whole thing, there's just this there's just this need because it's all they have left now. You know, I think that they that that the mask is starting to slip. People are starting to catch on to the numbers that you know, this is nowhere near as bad as they thought it was going to be. This is nowhere near as bad as they said it was going to be. And I think that the only thing they can do to sort of placate people at this point is to just say, wow, aren't we doing such a good job of coming together here? Aren't we? Look at us. Look at us come together. New Yorkers, you're just doing the best job ever of, you know, committing financial suicide that anybody could ever imagine. And th- here's almost a
0: direct quote of what you just said, yeah. by the way, from the mayor. Oh,
2: really? New Yorkers, you have been extraordinary at social distancing. So good at social distancing. And let me tell you, it has taken every fiber of our beings to figure out how to do this because we're warm, emotional people. We're used to being close to each other. We're used to being packed in the subway cars and we've had to do the exact opposite.
0: We are warm emotional people who love being packed yeah. in Tightly to subway cars, we—the tighter, the better. Oh my god, rush hour! I go down. I don't even have a job. I go right down there and I ride on the train until rush hour tapers off. Me too. uh, Just
1: to be packed. Just to be packed next to people. You just want that New York experience.
0: I'm a warm, emotional person. I know that about you. you. Yes.
1: (laughs) Like
0: your typical New Yorker, just warm. Like, is in groping. Warm. That's what. That's what he should be talking. (laughs) We're warm, groping, emotional people come on uh, uh, it's just beyond it's it's almost beyond comprehension that he said something so so perfectly de blasio
2: and figure out how to keep distance it's not natural for us it's not normal for us but you've done it you've done an amazing job now look thank you everyone who's done it the right way but we still know there's some people who need to get the message and that means sometimes making sure the enforcement is there to educate people and make clear we got to have social distancing. So. Now it is easier than ever, when you see a crowd, when you see a line that's not distant, when you see a supermarket that's too crowded, anything, you can report it right away so we can get help there to fix the problem. And now it's as simple as taking a photo. All you gotta do is take the photo and put the location with it, and bang, send a photo like this, and we will make sure that enforcement comes right away. Text the photo to 311-692 and action will ensue. Enforcement will come to get the help we need, or you can use the 311 app, send that photo there, and you'll make sure immediately there's follow-up. Look, this is important, I wanna keep reminding people, it's about saving lives. Sending that photo in is gonna help make sure that people are kept apart, and that's gonna stop the disease from spreading, and that's gonna save lives.
0: Yeah, it took him so long to get to the saving lives right, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, you know, yeah, Bullshit.
2: It would be funny
1: if it wasn't so outwardly fascist. Also, listen, let's let's just say what's going on here. Like this is straight out fascism that we've that we've found ourselves in. I mean, it might be fascism with a smiley face on it. But nonetheless, we are now in a place where our government has the power to Tell us all when we can go out, when we can't go out, what we can and can't do, and is basically ordering citizens to report each other to the government for all of the violations that you might see. So you see somebody hanging out in their front yard with a neighbor, uh-oh, better call better call the police. You see you see that your local grocery store has too many people in it trying to trying to buy food, like yeah, call, <laughs> call you know, call call 311 and get get the cops over there to make sure that that doesn't that, you know. And you know, and it's and it's done in this guise of like you're doing such a good job, New York, you know, keep it up. Notice also how there's no talk of at all. No talk of, you know, we just need to do this for a little while longer. I know this is not, you know, this has been hard, but it's coming to an end soon. And we can't wait to get back to normal again. There's no talk of that. No, it is literally just Keep listening to whatever it is we tell you to do. Report the people who you think aren't obeying. And, uh, you know, that's just how life is now.
0: It's up to you to work for us because, you know, we want to have eyes everywhere. We Mm -hmm. can't be everywhere at once. So you have to be the government for us. You just tell us we'll handle it. You know, it's always fascism with a smiley face in the beginning until you're filling up mass graves. Right. Oh, wait a second.
1: We're doing, we're, that doing, we're doing that anyway. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, no. The, yes. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, and and it is
0: after they've uh, been. Inc- and there's a lot of incinerating of people going on too. No live people. We're we're told we're, so far,
1: <laughs> not yet.
0: <laughs> the warm emotional part is what gets yeah. me to, Like he wants just just warmly emotionally turn them in. Yes. Uh, yeah. you know, do your part. Do your part. You're right. There's no mention of that. There's no mention of numbers. No, there's no mention of we've hit no. a peak. It's tapering off. Uh, you know that we have a, a a plan. You know. No, to, to get back to work no. none of that. they don't want to get back to work de blasio would be happy to just run out the clock on his on his second term under this lockdown
1: absolutely 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 i mean this is this is basically what they've always wanted just being handed to them with a the bow on it which is you know getting everybody to scared enough of the government that they are listening to and obeying whatever the government tells them to do and then once you get people freaked out enough and once you get people desperate enough then maybe they'll allow you to start to come back out they'll allow you to go and do things but only only when they say so oh and by the way you won't have a job anymore and you won't have a business anymore and you won't have any of those things anymore but don't worry because now the government will take care of you with your you know welfare there and your food stamps and your public housing and everything that has always been the end game for people like bill de blasio to wipe out to essentially break the back of capitalism uh,
0: now uh, they want to take it one step further here too and governor cuomo mm-hmm. uh, is being urged by four city council members and i talked to seth baron about this uh, governor cuomo should shut down the subways. Right. They'll slam the brakes on the coronavirus outbreak. And, my, and that's uh, you know they, they really believe that these drastic measures are going to stop the spread in the transit system. And these guys are Robert Holden, Eric Ulrich,
1: and Eric, Peter Koo. Eric Ulrich?
0: Yeah, it's really? a conservative.
1: One, the only Republican from Queens and one of the only Republicans, period, on the city council. He is not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. Occasionally, he goes on uh, Tucker to, to, to bitch about de Blasio sometimes, but we know him very, very well. Uh, we, we know, you know, my mother knows him very well. Uh, and he is as far from a conservative as you can imagine. The way Eric Ulrich got his start in politics, he was actually Mitt Romney's New York campaign manager.
0: <laughs> and it's sort of, wow.
1: yeah. And he sort of devolved from there to be a very, very liberal guy.
0: Mitt Romney's devolved quite a bit, too. Devolved. To be
1: honest, they followed the same trajectory. It, it makes sense. But. You know, Eric Ulrich is not a good dude. He really isn't. And
0: okay, good. Yeah. I, I, anybody who's urging the sub uh, him to shut down the subways is not no. doing us any no. favors. It's it's obviously a, uh, a, a under false pretenses anyway. Mm-hmm. It says MTA employees are going to work every day with woefully inadequate personal protective equipment. Well, I don't know what. Would constitute adequate. They should be bringing. They, I know they get one mask a week, but that's that should be fine. And they also. I, I mean, really, everybody else has their own masks no, and shit. I mean, you know? listen.
1: The only conversation that that anybody should be having on the city council or at any level of government is how can we open things up as fast as possible at this point? The, the numbers are down. They never were what they said they were supposed to be in the first place. We've, right. we've already sacrificed too much. It's time for everybody to get back to, to their lives. And anybody yeah. who isn't having that conversation is, has an ulterior motive for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And beyond that, the numbers are not even there. They're not there. there. The
1: numbers aren't there. Cuz this one
0: says, uh, you know, the subway is down okay. according to thank Patrick Foy, oh, Okay, if I'm not mistaken. He says subway ridership is down. 90, uh, excuse me, yeah, 93%. Wow. So that means uh, that puts the lie to, to some of this now, because it, it's funny how they uh, throw the word science in here. Yeah, always it's always science. You,
1: it's, always, yeah. it's always in the name of... You see, science to them is just a word that they found that they can use in order to justify whatever they want. And, you know, science means something. It means... A a rigorous scientific method, it means peer review, it means challenges. That's what science actually means. When you are using the term, well, science dictates that we do that, that implies that there has been some rigor to to the process, when in reality, the way it's being used is, they found one scientist to say something, and as long as the scientist says it, then that means that science as a whole dictates this as the you know as as the course of action. Then it's like, well, I guess science says so. That is how they use it yeah. as an all-purpose term to get whatever it is that they want.
0: That's true. You know, like I said, the subway ridership is is very down, mm-hmm. and that's why they cut back service in order to you know save money yes. and because they didn't need it as much. Now the councilman. Uh, they also cite news reports of crowded subway cars and buses when the MTA cut service due to low ridership and and then there's you know a direct quote now this crowding becomes a hot spot for covid-19 transmission and presents an extreme danger to everyone on board emphasis added by the way yeah An extreme danger uh, because of the crowding and there's nobody on the fucking train. If it's 7% of what it usually is, then I think we're going to have room to spread out. And uh, there's no crowded, there are no crowded subway cars anymore. There aren't. Mm. And and that's uh that that's just a thing of the past. Yeah, no. Now it also says homeless New Yorkers are seeking refuge on the subways, taking in over entire train cars. Wow. Further endangering themselves and others. It seems to me <laughs> if they take the whole car, then uh you know, who, who are they endangering? You know, I mean if there's you know, nobody else on the car. There's nobody else on the car. Nobody is gonna get on a car with five hobos right. on that car. You know what I mean? I'll stand. Fine. You know, well, I'll I'll go to a, 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 a any car. Yeah. Any car. Yeah. But not that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah no the the you know it's it's amazing to me that this is even being taken seriously at this at this stage, you know, if they were talking about this a month and a half ago, you know, when we were all still really unsure about this thing, it hadn't peaked yet. And they were saying, well, maybe the subway needs to be shut down. Like, all right, maybe the subway needs to be shut down. But to be discussing shutting down the subway at this point in time, after this thing has already peaked, when we are in the process of trying to set things back to normal again, this makes no sense. It makes of no not. sense. Whatsoever,
0: and that's why he rejected it. Cuomo rejected yeah. the, the suggestion, which uh, that it's that's comforting. You know, I'm not a big fan of Cuomo. No. I'm not a small fan of Cuomo, but yeah. I, I I do know that this is a terrible idea. and This is from his spokesman. Mass transit is only open so our frontline workers can get to work at hospitals, firehouses, police stations, pharmacies, and grocery stores. And I suppose that's true. Yeah and so they and they make those decisions not because uh, some politicians tell them to they say it's a, a, a the MTA spokesman of course Shams-teric. <laughs> Shams Tarek. Sham calls Perfect. it calls it a dangerous and terrible idea we're moving the medical professionals and first responders who are saving lives every day and and the plan what their what their idea was to to turn it over to Lyft and taxis and Ubers what? and let them handle getting everybody to work, that was what they were going to do.
1: That was the that was the backup plan to give all this to give the subway transit to Uber and Lyft. I mean, what is it even? What else is there? I, that's you know, I, I know? mean, that's just. No, no, no. Nothing. That's... Send a squad car, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that's fucking insane, considering that right up until five minutes ago, the government of New York was trying to drive Uber and Lyft out of business. Oh, yeah. And now this, this whole thing is fucking surreal. This is just absolutely, absolutely surreal. Number one... Who's sterilizing the Uber and Lyft cars? Also, like, I, to be a hundred percent honest, I would rather get on a subway car that is ninety percent empty than go sit in the fucking Uber that who knows how many people have have sat in that day, and it's a very enclosed, tight area where you're three feet away from a driver. That just shows how fundamentally unserious these people are about any of this. None oh, of,
0: about about stopping virus yeah. the virus. They they would like they would love it. Yes. If, if 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 the numbers tick back I, up I mean, again, they, I don't even you think, would see a yes. celebratory yes. tone yes. coming out of De Blasio, and he loves yes. it. He's yes. this is he really came to life. This is his moment. He's having the best time yes. of his entire mayorship. Yes, and uh, yeah, he loves it. He loves yeah, it
1: because people because up until this point. Everybody has found it extremely easy to just ignore him. And now everybody kind of has to like, at least listen to him a couple of times a week. And he, and he loves it. It's what he's always wanted to have at least the illusion of respect from people, but they are not serious about this. They know that this virus is done. They, they are just trying to squeeze out the last bits of control that they can from this and just keep everybody in a state of limbo perpetually I have to wonder how much longer they are going to be able to keep this up before there are serious consequences for them.
0: Like when you say squeeze the last bit out of it, I I think that they believe we're just getting started when they say everybody wear a mask, go outside. But where they can't have you go outside and just like, okay, it's fine to go outside now. Uh, And uh, they have to say social distancing. That's not enough because a mask yeah, you know, everybody walking around in masks has a psychological yes. effect, yes. a demoralizing, uh, frightening, eerie feeling yep. that everybody's, yeah. uh, you know, wearing masks yes. and shit, and they love that. They, they love they, it. They, There has to be a good visible sign yes. that no th- things are not normal, right?
1: That thi- and and people uh, like De Blasio, Cuomo, anybody on the left, they have this misanthropic streak through them, and like like you said wearing the mask is a, is a good sign of it because it is there to remind people that things are not normal that this is that, that there's something ominous it's apocalyptic it gets people down and that's where they want people to be because if you are optimistic if you think things are okay if you feel like the future is bright then quite frankly you're very very unlikely to buy into the sort of apocalyptic uh mindset that the democrats have in general towards things because you know whether it's whether any aspect of social justice or any aspect of of their climate change dogma is frankly apocalyptic. And you need to have a pretty low view of the world to buy into any of their social justice ideology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, there's so many Democrats who are truly good people and who don't have any interest in any of this stuff and who really do think, hey, people just need a hand and their Republicans right. never, ever go along with that. But that's not really true uh, that, you know, the Republicans are, are yeah. uh, obviously they are involved in the same government as, right. as you know the others so they are aware of the need for some of that safety net stuff and all those things sure. I really think that there's been sure. a, a bigger shift than people might realize also they think that Republicans are racist on, right. by, by default and that isn't true right. so I mean they I, I think that maybe a lot of well-meaning people who are you know Democrat people just haven't caught up to and I don't mean to get I, this is not to make it political, Right. But to soften any kind of a political tone, to just yeah. say like look I'm, of course Yeah, but to to speak to anybody who's in that camp that there is this like like you're saying, Tommy, this 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 very apocalyptic side yeah. that's that that goes on underneath that you can see when you look at it. You can see what's the uh, extinction rebellion? Oh yeah, okay.
1: extinction extinction rebellion. Yes.
0: Yeah, and of course that's to the, you think well that's to the far end, but that's the direction that it all goes in. Right. And the world will be over in twelve years and all this stuff. It's it's used as leverage. Uh, you know, and not just to quote AOC and her nutty fucking bullshit, but you know she's hardly the only one saying that. you know, they really think that a big disease, you know, they how could this possibly be if it wasn't politicized, how could you possibly have uh, this party and and so much of the media that you know, they never ever. Ever were behind any kind of hope of getting things back to normal. They would always do everything to squash it. Not to like gently say, well, you know, we hope so too. We hope so too. We're not,
1: there is none of that. We're not optimistic about that. that. There is none of that. They,
0: in no uncertain terms, say it's over when we say it's over.
1: Yeah. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was on uh, was on um, Chris Wallace this afternoon, and she said flat out, "Shelter in place is the only answer. Any any talk of anything other than shelter in place right now is foolish, and we cannot get behind it." And it's like, where? How are you getting? It? It's it's, you know, it's very 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 scary because the fact of the matter is, and this is this is real, that if this country does not look 80 to 90% like it's back to normal inside of about a month or so. It's it's game over. You, we are not getting out of it. We're looking at double digit unemployment, 30, 40, 50 million people unemployed unemployed over the very long term. We're looking at a cascade effect with all of these unemployed people and all of these all of these small businesses going under leading to the government Not having the same degree of tax revenue that it had and not being able to, in turn, support all of these people that have just been put out of work so you will have a government trying to pay people that are that are out of work to keep them afloat meanwhile their tax revenue is is plummeting because so much of the economy has been taken down if this is not put back together again at least 80 to 90% in about a month if we don't look around in about a month by the beginning of june and say eh things aren't exactly right but at least we're at least we're almost there this feels about normal if we are not there there, we're headed for very, very, very long-term bad times that we are, Yay. The, yeah, that we are not going to get out of easily, and that's yeah, and no, that like is a second, dead serious. A,
0: a possi- possibly, a greater depression, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, much the, uh, the walk
1: in the park, the Great Depression would be a walk in the park compared to what we're compared to what we're staring down right now.
0: Get ready to sell your apples. Yeah. The uh, get-rich-quick scheme of two ex-convicts, one of whom was convicted of manslaughter in violent Brooklyn decades ago, it was foiled after they were caught stealing an ATM in Stapleton. Armando <laughs> uh, Pumarejo, 58, Pumarejo, that sounds like one of those words they, that they use on white guys and they don't know its profanity. <laughs> pumarejo. He's a pumarejo. <laughs> 58. And 57-year-old Frank Perez, I love a couple of guys pushing 60 that are stealing ATMs, man, that's hey, pretty look. cool it's like the uh the, the old timers club yeah you know? and they uh, they want one more job <laughs> the, the defendants who no- live <laughs> nearby in the same building on 400 block of van Duser. they left and returned about a half hour later they entered and removed an atm they were nabbed shortly afterwards. Wow. Second in six months. Wow. wow. So they, they definitely are taking their time. It's not a crime Correct. wave or nothing. You it's- know, you got
1: to figure, you know, an ATM is going to provide you with a couple of months worth of money. So they don't have to do it every day.
0: No, 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 no! You know, uh, you, far from it. They can they can uh, space them out. Uh, uh, see, the uh, back in October it was burglarized Clean Right laundromat. Okay, and stole an ATM. I don't know how many people uh, uh, in the laundromat. You ever get ATM money? No. Out of an ATM a been been in a, a, la- a laundromat. I've never even been in a laundromat.
1: I've never even been in a laundromat. <laughs> so you know, no, I've definitely never been, in, never had to get an ATM there.
0: Oh my God, Thomas, you have to go.
1: <laughs> we it, almost bought one. We almost bought a laundromat. Oh, you almost bought bought a
0: laundromat. (laughs) Did you you step foot inside it during the press? No,
1: I saw (laughs) pictures of it. I didn't actually go in to look at it.
0: No, no need to look at that. Oh my God! You you buy these little tiny boxes of Tide. Right. You know they have those, and they have little Woolite or what you know things that fabric softeners uh-huh. that are just single, single Tide. Right. And yeah, you and they're really ex- more expensive, obviously. You know, the, but the you you don't have to carry the big uh, box of detergent around, and you put quarters into these machines. And they uh, they wash your clothes and then you dry them. You have to do the laundry still. That's kind of the downside. You're there in public doing you're literally washing your dirty underwear in public. Oh,
1: that doesn't sound like fun.
0: No, it's not. There's nothing fun about it. I I used to go to the laundromat, you know, uh, as often as I absolutely had to back in, I don't know, my 20s or something like that. and. Yeah, I set my apartment on. I, I, <laughs> I was talking about this. Uh, Kevin Brennan interviewed me for his, uh, I don't know, Misery Loves Company or something. Mm-hmm. And the uh, yeah, it came up that I, I, my apartment caught on fire because of some laundry machines. I dried these shirts for too long. Oh yeah, the dryer. Yeah, th- it got too hot. Yeah, and I, 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 had it set on high for a long, long time. I wanted everything to be dry, yeah. obviously. And I didn't, uh, I didn't think about well, who this, thinks there of was it. Oil. Yeah, I had oil in the shirts oh. and. The, and they, they it didn't catch on fire right away but the oil i i guess there's certain chemical properties that they begin to make their own heat unless they're allowed to cool and they will you know continue to and so they were kind of bunched up in the basket and i smelled this i'm like this smells weird <laughs> like oil, i know what is that you know so i put it over by the door of the sliding glass door that went out onto the patio and i guess Either they caught a breeze or somebody threw a match in it or something. I mean, like, I woke up... (laughs) <laughs> and uh the fucking place was on fire man I was oh. running out in a panic it was a, an inferno in my living room
1: Did you put it out was it, who did it get put out No
0: the fucking fire department was there and oh, they put shit. it out they, they didn't even know anybody they they didn't even know anybody was in the apartment Oh And there was some guy who was like fucking around going "Oh huh, that's weird the door there" he, like he obviously the fire trucks outside and everything it's like a, this is what's happening right now and I'm sleeping through it Oh, fuck. And, and so this guy sees me run out of the apartment. He screams like a woman and runs. <laughs> so I think, what, did my face get fucking yeah. fucked up? Oh, I no. Burned <laughs> what happened? So weird. You, ne- you didn't then have then a again.
1: fire extinguisher? You don't have a fire extinguisher in your apartment? You don't
0: understand. My apartment was a raging inferno.
1: <laughs> it was that bad? It
0: was that yeah. It was run out of the room, bad. It wasn't like a little. I didn't wake up immediately. The fire truck didn't get there immediately. I mean, it was on fire.
1: Well, you're lucky. Grab a fire extinguisher. You're lucky you made it out. Holy shit!
0: I had to move. No, oh, we had to move. Fuck. Yeah, wow. it was like smoke. Smoke damage throughout. Almost everything we had was oh, no. was uh, destroyed. Yeah, most of what we owned.
1: So I guess they did an investigation and discovered what the cause of the fire was. Because you
0: And they were the ones who told, told me you that you it, it was, was the, your, yeah, your oil spontaneous on combustion. Fire so spontaneous, spontaneous combustion. Spontaneous
1: combustion.
0: They said they see it every every year. There's a few, you know. And wow. I was like, so, I mean, I didn't just make it up. Yeah. I mean, it was like what they were telling me. But it's it certainly is odd. And I was happy to be a lot. My parents Sent me five hundred dollars.
1: There you go. Hey.
0: <laughs> I burn up everything <laughs> I owned. My parents sent me five hundred dollars. Better uh, than today. zero. Better than zero that's, dollars. It is much better. <laughs> and and that but that's that's the only time they ever sent me money is when I I burnt up my apartment, lost everything I owned. Here's five hundred dollars. <laughs> And I know that they did that with a feeling of like, well, he'll <laughs> wait till he gets this. <laughs> oh
1: Jesus, this'll set it all right.
0: <laughs> My mom thinks sandwiches cost two and a half dollars, you know uh, what I mean she just yeah. doesn't she doesn't uh, yeah, it
1: doesn't quite. He's, she doesn't yeah. she doesn't realize where we are in terms of finances in the world today. Inflation. Yeah, it's like
0: that, that movie Falling Down, right? Yeah. You that movie? yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Michael Douglas is going around. He's so angry that things aren't 1962. Yeah. And he goes into this bodega and he's trying to buy a Coke. Oh it's 85 God. cents. Okay. Which is a realistic price. And I guess it sounded a little high back then. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like as he's going around asking the prices of different stuff and he's hitting him with the bat, you know. And so he asked him, like, how much are these donuts? It's like $1.89 or something. You know, he goes, no. And he 30 cents. It's, but but Michael Douglas, this is not the top of the supply chain, okay? Everybody has to pay more. Yeah. for the, This guy's rent is astronomical, okay? <laughs> this guy is not a rich man, motherfucker. He's barely making it in this store. Mm-hmm. And you come in and smash up his stuff yeah. and, and blame him. by The money my country gave your country, like, Jesus fucking Christ. That was a
1: great movie.
0: It was, but I mean I, I had a little problem with that with that price stuff, you know, because yeah, it's like the, yeah. again, it, it's not like you can sell shit at a loss. It just doesn't work. I that think way. he just
1: I think it was just a generalized anger for the direction the country took in terms of, you know, everything.
0: <laughs> and then he got a little he got then he got general all over the yeah. guy's fucking donuts, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ruining his stuff it doesn't seem yeah but I got you yeah yeah I mean I, and I did enjoy it I, I thought it was fun but you know the guy's a villain you know the white guy is a, is he is, a villain he in the is movie. the
1: he is the villain like and that's what he says at the very end he's like wait am i am I the bad guy and am I the bad guy yeah and he goes yeah 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 you're you're the bad guy and I mean but I didn't I mean watching the movie I didn't i I mean you're obviously rooting for him you know. The same way you would root for any other anti-hero. So I wouldn't say he's the villain. He's the anti-hero.
0: I suppose. But I mean, then at the end, we find out, like, he intended, you know, to kill his family. Oh, that's
1: right. Oh, I forgot about that.
0: Uh, we have a, a great story here, and let, uh, do you have a further comment about that?
1: About falling down?
0: Yeah. No. Just wanted to. Open yeah. It no. Up I mean,
1: I think that you know, people that really like the movie block out uh-huh. that block out that last part, and just you know, it's actually funny because there are a couple of movies like that, like even Wall Street. Everybody loves the movie Wall Street right up until the point where he has to go to jail for insider trading. And it's it, yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's that kind of thing that you love the movie right up until the point where it gets real.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because you're also rooting for the guy chasing him, who's Robert Duvall. Sure. And as you're rooting for Robert Duvall and kind of rooting for defense, there you realize that the the real anti-hero of the movie. Is the Robert Duvall character yeah. who decides I'm going to keep being a cop right now. I don't care what my fucking crazy wife Tuesday Weld is saying at home. He has a change with the hero's journey. You know, defense is on one, but it's a different type of, of hero with a different type of journey. That that's a movie review. So your, yeah, here we are, New York City <laughs> crime report movie review uh, of a twenty-five or something <laughs> year old Much older, yeah,
1: thir- more like thirty-five.
0: Well, it was made in like uh, early nineties. No. Ninety was it the nineties 90s 90s? 90s. or was it eight? I th- believe.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I don't. I don't know. I think it was early nineties. Why don't you? Do you have the machine? I do. The machine.
1: 93, you're right. 93. Wow, 93, uh, uh, yeah.
0: So we're we're getting there, though. 17 years? Or 27 years? Yeah, 27 years, yeah. Yeah. So now the coronavirus has given criminals... A new deadly weapon, saliva. Oh, dear. Spit-slinging sickos. Spit-slinging sickos. Nice. They're uh, d- declaring they are infected with COVID-19 and spraying their targets with sneezes. Oh. This is like something out of the animal kingdom, like it National really Geographic. Is. What the you know, fuck like, is going on? Uh, bitch, bitch, now you have coronavirus. Oh. 28-year-old Jason Mason oh. told four NYPD cops... Last Wednesday, as he spit on them inside a holding cell, this is in today's New York Post, under the outbreak section. Yeah. You know how they have the out yes, yes, section. outbreak section. Yes, outbreak. Don't forget, this is not regular news. This is the outbreak section. Oh. Uh, Cops said he was collared after being caught with a knife in a suspected drug deal and uh, in a possible hate attack. Three Hasidic teens purposely sneezed on Muslim firefighter ah. Omar Satar. <laughs> <laughs> Omar Sitar, don't spit on Omar Sitar, even in Borough Park. Ugh. Violent Brooklyn. That happened last month. Sitar tested positive nine days later. Oh, shit. Wow. They gave him the fucking... Th- wow. He's a firefighter. Now, that is, now, now wow. that is one thing. You would think that would be front page news, right?
1: Holy shit.
0: Muslim sneezed on. I feel as if it wasn't because, you know, you have... Another ostensibly protected group. Yeah. Uh, You know, although they don't offer them much protection when it goes the other way. Wow. But it's funny the level of protection that each protected group may get. City correction officers uh, and federal law enforcers have also come under fire. I got the virus. I don't give a fuck. I got Rona, Rona. Suck my dick. One inmate said <laughs> before spitting on guards in a city. Jay spit on guards uh, after saying I got the virus. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I got Rona. Suck my dick.
1: Yep. That's it. I got Rona. Rona. I, got Rona. I. Why did it turn into Rona? I got Rona. Suck my dick. How did that be the? How did that become the 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 slang term for this thing? Oh, let me call my black friend. How did that? I mean, because I hear other people saying it too, and I'm like, how, that's not. I mean, just say coronavirus. Just say, I don't know. Just Wuhan. Call it the Wuhan. Call it it's the, the
0: Wuhan. The Wu flu. I want a man with the Wuhan.
1: <laughs> the Kung flu. I mean, of all the possible nicknames, I feel like Rona is the a worst.
0: Borough Park one. man claiming to be infected coughed on FBI agents oh, investigating wow. him. They they were they were arresting him, investigating them for, for allegedly hoarding medical supplies. Huh. Now hoarding medical supplies, as far as I know, not a crime. Right.
1: I mean, a, a not a crime at all. And that's the they
0: declare an emergency. Everything they they can do, anything they want. Right. This was I was by the way, I interviewed uh, uh, John McAfee. Uh, oh yeah, that was one of the things that we discussed. Is is he mentioned that? And now, as far as I know, there may be some criminal element to this story because, you know, they're just mentioning it. And sometimes they don't really go into all the details. But he said that, like, with this uh, three trillion dollar bill they passed, mm-hmm. that the FBI, during an emergency, will be able to take you out of your home and detain you indefinitely. And uh, that's uh, the way to get it. these things by know, you know, in these times of crisis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't doubt it. Uh, the Justice Department uh, took, a, uh, excuse me, took a hard line against attacks. Uh, in a letter to federal law enforcement officials, because coronavirus appears to meet the statutory definition of a biological agent. Wow, I guess, yeah, sure. sure. such and so such acts potentially could implicate the nation's uh, the the nation's terrorism related statutes, Wow. So that's something. Threats or attempts to use COVID-19 as a weapon against Americans will not be tolerated.
1: Oh my <laughs> god.
0: Deputy Attorney General, yeah, you can So, I mean, how far could that be stretched, you know? Like when I you mean, report somebody for not distancing, not wearing a mask when you report them by sending it to 311, yeah, 362, or whatever. Are it you is.
1: potentially exposing them to some kind of federal terrorism charge?
0: And you know they would oh I hope so. Oh my god, I hope anybody who's who has that uh, that instinct to tattle yeah. enough to do that, they're gonna hope that it's like Oh yeah, oh, man, I hope, yeah. hope they're in deep shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean this is this is really, really I I mean, for something that ninety-nine percent of people will recover from with either minor symptoms or no symptoms whatsoever. This is they are really pushing this into a place that is I mean, and just to put it in perspective, San Francisco last year decriminalized the deliberate transmission of HIV from one person to another. You can deliberately infect somebody with HIV in California, and it is no longer a crime to do so. And HIV is something that is with you for your entire life is basically uh, condemning you to a lifetime of very serious drugs, if not death. And this, and and that's fine. It badly hurts your, your sex
0: life and social life too.
1: Yeah. I I mean, completely aside from exactly the social, the social uh, limitations that are being put on you. That's fine. According to the state of California, However, sneezing on somebody with potentially a virus that 99% of people will recover from with mild to no symptoms at all, that is now being classified as a biological weapon under our terrorism statute. This is, this is where we are right now.
0: Yeah, that is not, and it's not a good place to be at all. We don't like it. We don't want to be sneezed on. We don't want to be spit on. I don't want to to bathe in the breath of uh, my, uh, you know, uh, compatriots and friends and associates and coworkers or anything. But, you know, we, we don't want any of that stuff. But at the same time, I don't know that it should be a federal crime. And while they want these felony charges for infection attacks, the NYPD has taken a much softer approach. No. Yes, NYPD agrees. A March 20th message sent to all commands suggests an unclassified misdemeanor charge, a violation of the city health code, and gives officers the option to arrest and give desk appearance tickets to suspects. But, you know, that doesn't feel right right either. Right, It seems as if... It's it's when you call it federal terrorism that opens up every door, right. okay? Of, of terrible shit that could happen right. to you. Exactly. This is saying no, it's nothing. It is nothing. It's no big deal. We'll give you a desk. You know, you can go around spitting on people, <laughs> and and in the fucking very very slight chance that you do get caught arrested for this. Then we'll give you a death ticket. Then and only then. So I, that doesn't feel right either. NYPD refused to say how many summonses have been issued or, or arrests made of people who try to infect people. That's funny that they didn't, that they refused to say it or, or do they not keep the numbers. NYPD takes these incidents very seriously, uh, noting that charges can include harassment, menacing, reckless endangerment or assault. So uh they won't there there must be <laughs> a very high number of them yeah cuz they don't want I mean, people they,
1: they, to know what the number actually is they don't want yeah, yeah, they, they they aren't they aren't really jumping all over themselves falling all over themselves to say this is how many people we've cuz if cuz if the number was low if the number was 4 they would say well you know we picked up 4 people for this and you know, we're we're keeping an eye on it.
0: But if it's the, a handful really, New Yorkers are are still cool right. with each other. You know, they're we're warm emotional people.
1: Yes, we are emotional people. They just don't want people to know that they're that this isn't that this is something that is becoming very, very commonplace.
0: I just was noticing that there's uh, now they're saying the FDA says that the, you don't have to worry about wiping down your food packaging when you bring it home. And it, it they had, uh, despite previous reports yeah. that the virus could live on packaging for days. Yeah, I wasn't doing that anyway. They say n- there's no evidence. We want to reassure uh, consumers that there's currently no evidence of human or animal food or food packaging being associated with transmission of the coronavirus that causes corona- uh, COVID-19. Right. So why didn't they say that? Back then, it would have been nice
1: because I mean, first of all, they don't know what the hell they're talking about one way or the other. I mean, if there is if there is one constant in this entire debacle, it's that the experts don't know what the fuck they're talking about a solid 80 percent of the time our experts to actually tell us what's going on. We're watching this all in real time. And I think that's a big part of also why they want this to drag out longer um, because the longer this drags out the less and 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 the bigger it seems to people, uh, the less likely the, the general public is gonna be to start asking very, very hard questions about why these experts were so wrong about so many things for so long. And and, you know, they just don't want to have to they just don't want to have to answer that puts a little bit more
0: uh, time between when they said those things. That that makes sense. You have a few more days, a few more weeks to forget about all that.
1: Right. Right. uh,
0: Yeah. And one more thing here, a grieving Harlem uh, food truck owner forced to ice her husband's corpse as she searched for someone to retrieve his fucking body <laughs> several Six. hours after he died and uh, this, uh, she slammed the city uh, after the medical examiner's office he told her it could take th- from three hours to three days what? to pick up Gregory Treadwell's body this is our city and we're being treated like shit she wailed wow I say shame on you Mayor de Blasio yeah. and it would say that's right how dare you make us deal with that live with the body for days yeah yeah, now no. what's going on that the morgues and funeral homes are overwhelmed? When I thought that they were burning them up, a lot of them are, are being cremated, and then of course we the mass graves. I think are they must be mostly homeless people. Right. If you're going to Potter's Field, what right? They're
1: actually saying is, there's there's a couple of things going on with this. First is everybody needs to understand that New York City, a city of eight million people, everybody needs to realize that we only have in the, in the entire city only 900 morgue spaces. That's all there is. So if more than 900 people in New York die over the course of a day, you're going to need to go to alternative, you know, ways to to deal with these bodies. So people think a city of 8 million people must have, you know, a couple thousand Slots for in in a morgue, and we just don't. We have nine hundred morgue slots. The average number of people that die in New York on any given day is between two hundred and fifty and three hundred. That's it. Um, which sounds very low for such a big city, but that's but that's what it is. Now, the Potter's Field. What they're doing at Potter's Field is two things. Number one, the people being buried there are mostly homeless and indigent, um, and what, in fact, in fact it, it,
0: Potter's Field uh, is kind of an upgrade for them. Yeah,
1: I, I, that's a huge upgrade for them. It's a, it's a nice <laughs> island. They have views of the city. It's a beautiful place. But Yeah, they. I got a few roommates, but that's yeah, fine. They're used to that anyway. But it's also being used as a temporary storage for the bodies of those who have yet to be processed or cannot have their funerals yet. So if there is a backlog at your funeral home or something and the city needs to hold on to the body for four days, five days, six days, they are shipping the body to Potter's Field where it is awaiting its next, you know, transport. And that's kind of it. You know, there are all of these pictures coming out of, you know, Potter's Field and the mass graves and all that. But most of the people being buried there would have been buried there anyway. And the rest are only there temporarily until the family arrangements can be made, you know, because of whatever backlogs the the funeral homes are having.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, city councilman Robert Holden says that even if bodies are picked up, there's no guarantee they'll be treated with dignity. Uh, In fact, uh, he claims some of the refrigerated trucks being used to store remains are dark dirty, and packed. They're a nightmare, he said. In some cases, the remains are dragged on the floor, William Roberts said. Would you want your mother to be dragged over other bodies. Well, you're asking the wrong person.
1: Uh, <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. I'm just I know,
0: but you know, that's uh yeah, we don't want uh, our, we want our dead to be treated with dignity. That, that is important. Of course. And uh, you mean- know, I have, I've got a couple of friends who've died recently and neither one of them. I, well, one of them I know for certain wasn't uh COVID related. Uh, it might've been lockdown related. In fact, I think it's quite safe to say that it was lockdown related, Uh, he, uh, had a pulmonary embolism, uh, -hmm. my friend Vic Henley did because of, uh, likely brought on due to binge drinking.
1: Wow.
0: Now he was known to drink, of course, you know, but he, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, like which raspberry gives you the hives, you know, we we don't know. Right. So, uh, it, it very well may have been that, uh, you know, like during the, during a time such as this. Yeah you know you cannot you do the things you would normally do and there you
1: go i mean well that's a big part of this also with these lockdowns that that nobody seems to be interested in in talking about is the is the mental stress that it puts on people and all of the all of the you know Uh, wellness issues that go along with basically locking up the entire population for months at a time and telling them that they are not allowed to do any of the things they ordinarily would do, you know, basically under penalty of law. You know, that's there, there are. And another thing is uh, a lot of medical preventative medical uh, treatments are being postponed because we're not allowed to have elective medical visits. Uh, people are not allowed to go to doctors to get their checkups. People are not allowed to go to doctors to get their you know, a, a open heart surgery or or you know, have their have their legs looked at well, the way they need to be.
0: Open heart surgery, not an elective surgery, but no. Uh, if, are if they, you are have they actually delaying stuff they, like they that?
1: They are delaying stuff like that. They're delaying a lot. The thing is and I was reading this, that a lot of the need to do these surgeries like open heart surgeries and things like that are discovered during checkups and more routine visits that are being delayed so what you're going to end up with is or what you are ending up with is people who aren't able to go to the doctor who you know some people know that they're just not in great health so they see their cardiologist you know once a month or once every other month or they you know or it beats diet and exercise I r- figure right? <laughs> yeah at least or you know you have somebody that has poor circulation in their legs they go and see their orthopedist you know a couple of times, a couple of times a year, you know, that trip to the orthopedist will often reveal a blood clot that needs to be attended to immediately. You Sure, know. sure.
0: Now, I think we understand. And, 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 and even worse, they've declared a complete shutdown on haircuts.
1: Oh, my God.
0: No, this shit needs to end. I, I'm looking at your hair isn't now. Isn't it, it looks, terrible? Uh, Look at it's this. Ridiculous. Look, I mean, I, I'm worse. I, you know what I mean? That like, is the I, longest I, I, I've
1: ever seen your hair. And it's not that long, I, but that is the longest. I'm a beatnik. <laughs> You're practically a beatnik, yes.
0: It's. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. And it, I used to I look at old pictures of myself before I realized that, oh, you need a haircut more often than every three months. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I, it, it, that's how I'm starting to look. And I thought those days were behind me. They ain't. So listen, we gotta. We uh, we're out of time. Oh I mean, boy! Thanks for being here, Thomas. Yes, Paladino. sir. Is there anything to anything to promote or anything?
1: I do not have anything to promote.
0: Well, I'm gonna mention the Thrill of the Kill podcast, which is a, a show that I produce, and here's what it sounds like. 2010 man bit by a monocle cobra. Cobra venom is a neurotoxin. It doesn't hurt so much. You don't feel that pain, but it'll shut your nervous system down. It could be five minutes, 15 minutes, 15 hours. I thought I could shake it off. Get to the hospital, walk in, big, big, fat, black gentleman's behind the desk. I'm like, yo, my name is Urban Tarzan. I got bit by a monocle cobra. He's like, have a seat. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, I don't have time to have a seat. Then I said, get the doctors back in. Then you're going for the kill. That's Urban Tarzan, and he is talking about is cobra bite. Oh, and uh yeah, nice. I mean, being bitten by a cobra, it's hard to imagine anything more horrifying than that. I don't
1: want that. I don't want no.
0: to that. do Especially not and it, he didn't get bit on the dick, but oh, that would
2: be oh, that would be worse if you got oh, bit on Jesus. the dick.
1: Sorry to make everything about you know in the dick, but uh <laughs> listen, it's an important part of the body. You gotta you gotta, you know. Yeah, to my
0: wife it is, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Jesus. If she don't get it when she needs it, she gets sassy. They're all if she like it. They all like that, aren't they're they? They don't know it.
1: Some do. they don't know. They they don't know why they're cranky. It's like when you they don't know why it's happening. But when you you're know. hungry
0: and you're like, you know, you realize like a little. You know why I'm I'm feeling shitty because I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in like six right. hours. And you eat, and, and but she, they never have that realization right. about dick. But that's if, what it is. Just like they need it, they want it. Yeah, they're in a bad mood, and then like you fuck them, and it's like. Huh. Everything's fine. I got the dick.
1: Everything's better again. Yeah. You
0: know, and and and, and weird you, how that you just works. hope that you got enough dick to make uh, to make it happen for all the women in your life. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: all right. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.
2: Text the photo of the 311 692, and action will ensue. New Yorker, text the photo of the 311 692, and action will ensue. New Yorkers, you have been extraordinary at social distancing. New Yorkers, you have been warm, emotional people. Now look, figure out, figure out. I do this 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 because some people need to get the message. New Yorker enforcement is there to educate people. New Yorker is New New for us. It's not normal for us, but enforcement is there. Enforcement, enforcement, is, enforcement is to educate there. warm, emotional people and make people get the message. And that means enforcement to educate people enforcement to sometimes making sure the enforcement to educate enforcement to educate make clear new york you have been extraordinary we've had to do the exact opposite new york, see a line that's not distant you can report it right away when you see a crowd crowd new york too crowded you can report right away you see warm emotional people report it right away and bang, and bang. make bang. sure that enforcement comes right away bang. enforcement and bang The educate enforcement is there. social, social business business business. Business. Bang, bang. enforcement is there. The bang, bang. We used to be packed in the subway. The and bang And let me tell you, the enforcement is there. It's not natural for us, It's not normal for us. The enforcement is there. And let me tell you. You can report it right away so we can get. Help Additional
0: there. content and at patreon.com/pat
2: Dixon, NYC. Is it over?